wanted to be in the swamp. He needed to have on a dashiki. I knew the guy had nothing. He didn't even have a ceremony planned. He just wrote some shit on a piece of paper and tried to sell me on some bullshit I didn't do. He wanted me to wash in some weird oil and pray and drink some special water. But I was drinking goddamn Hennessy. I wasn't going to water down my Hennessy. So I settled on getting a Santeria priest to do some witch doctor shit. We went to the courthouse one night with a pigeon and an egg. I dropped the egg on the ground as the bird was released and I yelled, We're free! A few days later, I put on my gray pinstripe suit and went to court. After the verdict had been delivered, my defense team had put together a pre-sentence memorandum on my behalf. It was an impressive document. Dr. Jerome Miller, the clinical director of the Augustus Institute in Virginia and one of the nation's leading experts on adult sex offenders, had examined me and concluded that I was a sensitive and thoughtful young man with problems more the result of developmental deficits than of pathology. With regular psychotherapy, he was convinced that my long-term prognosis would be quite good. He concluded, a term in prison will delay the process further and more likely set it back. I would strongly recommend that other options with both deterrent and treatment potential be considered. Of course, the probation officers who put together their sentencing document left that last paragraph out of their summary, but they were eager to include the prosecution's opinion. An assessment of this offense and this offender leads the chief investigator of this case, an experienced sex crime detective, to conclude that the defendant is inclined to commit a similar offense in the future. My lawyers prepared an appendix that contained 48 testimonials to my character from such diverse people as my high school principal, my social worker in upstate New York, Sugar Ray Robinson's widow, my adoptive mother, Camille, my boxing hypnotherapist, and six of my girlfriends and their mothers, who all wrote moving accounts of how I had been the perfect gentleman with them. One of my first girlfriends from Catskill even wrote the judge, I waited three years before having sexual intercourse with Mr. Tyson, and not once did he force me into anything. That is the reason I love him, because he loves and respects women. But of course, Don, being Don, he had to go and overdo it. King had the Reverend William F. Crockett, the imperial first ceremonial master of the ancient Egyptian Arabic order noble's mystic shrine of North and South America, write a letter on my behalf. The Reverend wrote, I beseech you to spare him incarceration. Though I have not spoken to Mike since the day of his trial, my information is that he no longer uses profanity or vulgarity, reads the Bible daily, prays and trains. Of course, that was all bullshit. He didn't even know me. Then there was Don's personal heartfelt letter to the judge. You would have thought that I had come up with a cure for cancer, had a plan for peace in the Middle East, and nursed sick kittens back to health. He talked about my work with the Make-A-Wish Foundation visiting with sick kids. He informs Judge Gidford that every Thanksgiving, we gave away 40,000 turkeys to the needy and the hungry. He recounted the time when we met with Simon Wiesenthal, and I was so moved that I donated a large sum of money to help him hunt down Nazi war criminals. I guess Don forgot that the Klan hated Jews as much as they hated blacks. This went on for eight pages, with Don waxing eloquently about me. It is highly unusual for a person his age to be concerned about his fellow man, let alone with the deep sense of commitment and dedication that he possesses. These are godlike qualities, noble qualities of loving, giving, and unselfishness. He is a child of God, one of the most gentle, sensitive, caring, loving, 
and understanding persons that I have ever met in my 20 years experience with boxers. Shit, Don should have delivered the closing arguments instead of my lawyer. But John Solberg, Don's public relations man, cut right to the chase in his letter to Judge Gifford. Mike Tyson is not a scumbag, he wrote. I might not have been a scumbag, but I was an arrogant prick. I was so arrogant in the courtroom during the trial that there was no way they were going to give me a break. Even in my moment of doom, I was not a humble person. All those things they wrote about in that report, giving people money and turkeys, taking care of people, looking out for the weak and the infirm. I did all those things because I wanted to be that humble person, not because I was that person. I wanted so desperately to be humble, but there wasn't a humble bone in my body. So, Armed with all my character testimonials, we appeared in Judge Patricia Gifford's court on March 26, 1992, for my sentencing. Witnesses were permitted, and Vince Fuller began the process.